Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. And now for the question and answer episode. Paige, who do we have today? Today's question comes from Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Patrick says, hi, Ethan and Paige. I'm a big boned 48 year old male working on getting bit by 50. I don't have a number more so looking to get to a place that I feel good physically, emotionally, and mentally. And that that matches when the doctor sees what the doctor sees when I go for a physical. I started two years ago and I'm down 61 pounds and have fallen for the endorphin rush of both the weight side and cardio training at the gym. Dude, I don't even know what this guy's going to ask because he is doing everything right, in my opinion, (laughs) at this point. Like, he's killing it. Totally. He says, I know you can't out-exercise a bad diet, and the mental portion is really important, too. I've always been big and have yo-yoed for years. I see the younger version of myself in my son and want to help him avoid the same mistakes without sounding like an asshole starting and continuing that discussion. Any suggestions on how to set it up to help him see the positives in starting a healthy lifestyle at 18? Ooh, yeah. See, because he is really doing, he really seems, he's giving himself two years. He's been doing it for two years. He doesn't seem super antsy. Like, I think, you know, I have kids. Kids are a whole different thing. And and you kind of go like, and when they're 18, I've sat and gone like, God, I wish I had had all these ideas about certain things when they were three and it was really, you know, when I was in control of everything. Right. And by the time somebody's 18, I just think the only strategy I try to employ is to try to show a good example. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's the only thing I try to do. I don't know how, what, what kind of habits you're talking, he's talking about with his kid. Right. But when I think about people who need to have massive weight loss or addiction with drugs and alcohol, I've had some poor experiences trying to convince people to change. And so I really stopped doing that a long time ago because I I just didn't find it to be a good strategy. I didn't find that people changed because I explained to them that it was better to be sober, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's better for everybody to be sober, but I think, you know, there are instances where you look at a person and you're like, that dude's shooting heroin three times a day. I bet his life would be better if he wasn't doing that. You know, that is an instance where I go like, yeah, I think you're probably right. You know, not Mm -hmm. absolutely right, but most likely right. So I don't know if your kid is playing a lot of video games or like, eating junk food and not exercising. And I I don't know what these habits are, but I think the only thing that I have ever thought makes the most sense to me is just to lead by example. Yeah. I'm a parent. And so I totally get that. And I remember, God, my dad used to joke and say like, do as I say, not as I do. And we would laugh, but like, it's so 
real. Like what I could think of what I saw my parents. I always remember what they did and how they lived their life, especially health and wellness and all of that. But I know that there are times I said you should be doing X, Y, Z. And I was doing something totally different. You could take smoking, for example, or even drinking, like whatever, whatever the things are in, in your words. Yeah, there, there are one thing, but they, it, it is your actions. That's what I remember, you know, and I think I've seen that in friends of mine, like, right, you look and go, wow, that person was raised with XYZ in their family. And like, you can see they're a product of that or the opposite. So um, I think sometimes, I don't know, I don't know how receptive his 18 year old is, but I know at 18, sometimes we, we all thought we knew everything anyway, and we didn't want our parents to tell us what to do or how to do it. But it's also hard to watch your kid do something you know they shouldn't do. Well, I... I have gone a step further because the best I've ever felt in my relationship with my kids was when I recognized that my kids were maybe not what I imagined them to be, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. were their own thing and that I had to become interested in what they were mm-hmm. versus try to enforce this idea of what I wanted them to be. And this was a very hard thing to do too. This was one thing to where I was thinking about this a lot analytically and then kind of almost incapable of performing this or existing in it. And it took me a couple of years, but then I was able to do it. And I, I, I like woke up one day and saw this person that's my kid and was like, oh, you aren't all the things I want you to be, but you're wonderful and I love you. And I, I'm now interested in who you are and you have, I have to find that out. That's on me to figure that out because, you know, we have ideas about our kids and, and what they are and who they are and, and should and shouldn't and right and wrong and good and bad. And these words I've tried to do away with, I, I don't think I, I even really mess with should. Of course you can surround should with context for yourself and you should, but like when I'm thinking about other people and my kids, I now consider other people not only my kids, but they're also human beings. I really try to get away from they should be doing X and recognize that when I think that way, a more honest way to put it is I want them to be doing X. And then I got to go, what do they want? And now this is not to say like you should let a three-year-old juggle knives, right? That's not what I'm saying. My kids are all, you know, the youngest is 15. And so like, again, she's, she can't just do whatever she wants. It's not like she can take my car. She doesn't have a driver's license. She can take my car and then we can just have some philosophical talk about how it's okay because this is what she wanted. That's not what I'm saying. I still have responsibility as a parent, but with my adult children where my responsibility becomes less and less, I have had these thoughts of like, they should be doing what I think they should be doing. And when I phrase it as that's just what I think now I have to find out what they want to be doing. I feel better. And I'm more open to having honest conversations with them and recognizing that it's not always going to be what I want. Sometimes it's going to be drastically different than what I think is right or what I think they should be doing. This is my my parenting advice. This is what I've found success with. 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Uh, it's a pretty amazing technique, if we want to say, or piece of advice, because it really, it, it's not always easy to do that. Like, I can imagine that's not easy for you to do that. Like, you probably, do you have to remind yourself of that sometimes? Like All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not like, it's a constant conversation with myself because I have reactions and emotional um, reactions to stuff that I then have to go like, you know, not in a robotic way or compute, like not being a non-emotional person. I'm an emotional person, but like going like, why am I having this reaction? What is this reaction serving? And what's, what's the truth for me here? And, and can I express my truth to them without, I don't want to mess with what they think, you know, I want them to discover the world. I don't want them, them to have the world hammered into them. You know what I mean? And now sometimes the responsibility on my part is to go like, oh, they're being exposed to some stuff that I'm really not into on social media or, you know, um, and it is my responsibility to limit that, right? Because I pay for that phone. Um, I pay for the Wi-Fi. And so I have rules about like the amount of time that can be spent on that. Because by the way, I'm paying for it. The day you pay for it, then we can have a conversation about how your life is great and all you do is watch TikTok all day, right? Mm -hmm. But he said his son was 18. And so I'm really not thinking about little kids. I'm thinking about my adult children, which I have had to have these thoughts about. And it becomes easier to do with adult children because they're now adults, right? 18, I think in every state, this kid's an adult. 18, you can go to the army and fight. And it's like, you're an adult. And so I I have to think about that and have to go like, I don't know that any of my adult kids should, should do anything. I want to, I want to, I want to know what they want out of their lives. You know? Yeah. Don't you think this is a side note? Parenting is, well, that's my opinion, but do you think that it gets a little harder as they get older because of that? Because like, it's not as easy to tell them, Hey, you can't do that. You know, you're under my roof or whatnot. It's like, I don't know. I think it's a little trickier. The older they get, the more independent that they get. For sure. And by the way, the older they get, the trickier. And then they're really becoming their own people. And if that doesn't line up with what you imagined they would be, that can be really hard. You hear about like, um, I have a friend, uh, Vali, who's who's a, like a really successful writer in television and wrote a book and like he's a really successful writer. This dude was going to school to be an engineer on the East Coast and quit on a whim to come to L.A. to be a writer. And he was like very young at the time. He was in college. So he was like early 20s. His parents were furious. Yeah. Furious. And so now this is a success story. I imagine there's lots of people that drop their lives whose parents become furious and then they're not super successful. They don't, you know, wind up on the staff at my name is Earl and then go on to family guy for 10 years and like have this huge career like that. That's probably not the majority. And so at that point, I just go like the parents had this idea of what this kid should be or what they wanted him to be. But I think people use the word should a lot. You should do X. And it's like, I don't believe in should personally. Mm -hmm. I believe that that's what I want. And I believe that anybody uses the word should. All they're really saying is, 
here's what I want you to do. And I believe what I want is objectively right and correct. And I don't think we can ever really arrive at that. I think that's all BS, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. all just people arguing for what they want and, you know, being convinced that what they want is right. And this, this is like what the problem with um, religious intolerance and, and how religions fight and the Catholics versus the Protestants, they both think they're right, you know, mm-hmm. and they both have no room to tolerate the other person. And so my point is just going, I can be right. They can be right. Everyone can be right. I recognize that what I think should happen is really only just what I want to happen. And so I can't enforce that on another person. And I'm very interested in hearing all the different things that other people want. I don't agree with all of them. I think some of them are pretty stupid. I think my kids do pretty stupid stuff sometimes, but that's okay. They're people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. This has become the parenting corner. (laughs) No, but you know, like, first of all, shout out to him. Like you said in the beginning of this, sounds like he's doing amazing things. He's killing it. Like, I mean, like the way you were reading his strategy and I was going, Mm -hmm. what could his question be? The guy's (laughs) murdering the whole game. He's got it all figured out. Right. Totally. Totally. I mean, he does kind of comment on yo-yo dieting and that kind of thing, you know, but but we've all been there and we've all been there. Yeah. What his strategy is now sounds great. Yeah. And I didn't mean to say that like, Oh my God, he's not that great. He's yo-yo diet. I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant, but I'm just saying he's so open about like, you know, he's seeing that pattern in his son, but well, I I think it's a great answer that you gave. Yeah. I, I, I will say that I sometimes have myself totally convinced that what I think my children should do is absolutely correct. And even then I have to sometimes go like they're their own person. They have to figure it out for themselves at some point. And can I do better at being a better example? And, you know, I don't think we can win these fights by forcing people to do things that they don't necessarily come to on their own, but like we can win by being better in ourselves. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. If you have a question that you want answered on this podcast, please send it in to us at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>